0: but bodies of all sizes, ages, races, abilities, genders, sexualities, and beyond. Come along for the ride. Hello and welcome back to All Bodies on Bikes. This is Marley Blonsky, co-founder and executive director of All Bodies on Bikes and your podcast co-host for today. Um, We have a really, really special interview for you today that I'm really excited for you to listen to. I just wrapped it up and I'm kind of buzzing from all the excitement and energy that was shared during this conversation. Um, So let me tell you about who we're going to interview. I'm sort of liking reading their intros after I have the conversation, because then it feels a little bit more authentic as to what the conversation was all about. Um, so today I talked to the folks behind Grounded Nebraska. Grounded Nebraska is a community centric gravel race and ride just outside of Lincoln, Nebraska, that brings us together for a weekend of adult summer camp, but with bikes. The event was born out of the shared conviction to make all within the cycling world feel seen, heard, and celebrated with the ethos, quote, cycling is for everyone. Kate Dumas-Hein, she, her, is the co-founder of Grounded Nebraska and the associate director of Bike Walk Nebraska, an active transportation nonprofit. Kate self-labels as a community cultivator and has spent a decade creating spaces for underrepresented demographics in cycling. She loves snuggling with her dogs, binging historical dramas, and dancing when she's not in the bike world. Uh, one of our other guests, there are three all together today, um, Susan Cronin, also uses she her pronouns, is co-founder of Grounded Nebraska and the owner of Champion System USA. As a queen of operations, her attention to detail and expertise embodies the gravel mom vibe for Grounded Nebraska community as she celebrates and welcomes all to the start line. Outside of Bike World, Susan sews and renovates her home, and true to gravel mom, she is a great hugger. Um, and our third guest today, Sally Turner, also she, her, joined the Grounded Nebraska team in 2023 as the Queen of Stuff. A cycling event management veteran, Sally co-directs the Truffle Shuffle and is the co-conspirator of Gobblecross. She is passionate about creating spaces for people to gather and exist as their most us as their most authentic selves and believes bicycles are a beautiful tool to facilitate community. Sally enjoys gardening, experimenting with gluten-free baking, and reading in her time off the bike. I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did and be sure to look up ground in Nebraska after today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of All Bodies on Bikes, the podcast where all bodies are good bodies, All bikes are good bikes and all rides should be celebrated. Um, It's Marley. I'm here alone again. Um, Maggie and I really need to get our ducks in a row um, (laughs) and figure out when we can record together because I miss recording with them. Um, But this week's episode, I'm super, super excited about it. Uh, These are three of my close personal friends. Um, And so you might hear a little bit more friendly banter than when I'm talking with a stranger. Um, But I'm just really excited because they have created um, a really unique event that I think speaks to the ethos of All Bodies on Bikes and I'm just really excited to dive into this conversation. So welcome to the show, Susan, Sally, and Kate from Grounded Nebraska.
1: Hi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Well, first of all, um, we we did your intros during the first show or during the The intro to the show. Um, But if each of you all want to go around real quickly and just say your name, your pronoun, and where you're having this conversation at. Let's start with you, Susan.
1: Hi, I'm Susan. I use she, her pronouns, and I am in Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: Thanks. Sally.
2: Hi, I'm Sally. Uh, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm in Stillwater, Oklahoma.
3: Awesome. And Kate. Hi, I'm Kate. I use she, her pronouns, and I am in Omaha, Nebraska.
0: Awesome um, and Marley, I use she her pronouns. Um, one of the things that we said we were gonna do when we started the show was be very intentional about using our pronouns. and I realized we haven't done a very good job of that. Um, if you have questions about why we're doing that, uh, write in and maybe we'll do another episode on gender. Um, but let's get back to ground in Nebraska. Um, so I guess to start, what is ground in Nebraska?
3: <laughs> I can kick this one off for us. So Grounder, Nebraska is a community-centric gravel race and ride that's just south of Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and our entire ethos of the event is cycling is for everyone. So we have woven some inclusive initiatives into how we function as an event um, and into who we invite into the space and how we structure the space. Uh, and <clears throat> we also have on-site camping, so we kind of call it adult summer camp, but with bikes. So that's kind of our elevator pitch of grounded um and
0: speaking to the event specifically you mentioned it's both an event and a race can you explain that
3: part a little bit more totally um so we invite anybody to show up as they are and that includes how they ride their bike uh, so some people want to race they really enjoy that aspect they have different definitions of what racing is for them and some people just want to ride and connect with the community and be there and experience the moment. And they have different definitions of what riding is for them. So we're pretty, we try to be pretty intentional about saying, like, just show up at the start line and get, ride your bike and be on your bike however you want to. Do you have different distances? We do. Susan, do you want to take that one?
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, previously, we did a 125 uh, and 60 mile as well as a 25 mile this year, this next year for 2024, we're going to make a slight tweak and do our longest distance as 100 miles, our medium distance as 100k, which is 63 miles, and then a 25 mile uh, will stay the same. Um, We're really going to focus on sort of the festival experience after the ride, so everyone can ride but still have a lot of time to sort of do summer camp activities. So we're super excited about sort of that change for next
0: year. Oh, I love that so much. Um, <laughs> the hundred K is kind of my sweet spot. And I don't get to ride it that often. So I will likely be signing up for that. Um, because like 64 miles, what is it, 63, 64 miles? Like it makes for a yes. great day on the bike, but it's not a hundred miles, which for me will take upwards of 12 hours. So I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Um and I also am just really grateful that you have that shorter distance because 25 miles is still a long day, um, regardless Absolutely. of where okay. you're at. Um, so I know this is a relatively new event. Um, I think this is the third year, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but why did you start grounded Nebraska?
3: Back to you,
1: Kate. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say which one of our, us is gonna take being in
3: our pitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do the communications and the marketing, and Susan's the operations and details, and then Sally keeps us all together. (laughs) 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 Kind of how this goes. Uh, Okay, so we we started grounded in Nebraska. My elevator pit. Like the spiel of this is, it was this shared conviction of wanting people, everyone within the cycling world, to feel seen and heard and celebrated for who they are, Um, whether that's different genders or races or. They just ride their bike differently, or they have different gear, or whatever it is. Like, that's truly what we wanted to be. We were a little tired of the status quo that is uh, racing and cycling in our world, in our little world right now. Uh, And so we spent a lot of time looking at other events and kind of dissecting what we did like and what we didn't like. And we truly just wanted to use the bike as a modality of bringing everybody together for a weekend of joy and connection. And that is how grounded started. We were really fortunate. We had the idea of starting it in um, what was it, 2019, I think, Susan? So we mm-hmm. were exploring a 2020 date. And then obviously that did not come to fruition. So that gave us a lot of time to sit back and really plan not just the first event, but like the pillars of what our of what our event and like the growth of what our community is gonna be over the years. Oh, that is
0: amazing, amazingly intentional. Um, But I guess getting into the specifics a little bit, because I think you talk to any event director or race director, they're going to say it's joyful, it's fun, it's inclusive. Um, What specifically makes Grounded Nebraska different?
3: Uh, So my short answer to this, and I would love for Sally and Susan to chime in, uh, because I think that they'll probably have a different perspective on it, is to me, there's a difference to saying yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree. There is a lot of joy and connection that comes on bikes, period, especially in gravel riding. It really lends itself because of the mass start and mentality. you are lining up ant- like pros to hobbyists and everything in between. It does really lend itself to that atmosphere already. Um, so we just kind of give it a little extra oomph. And that is the difference between saying, hey, this space is welcoming to, hey, we built this space with you in mind. Um, so please come and join us. And that's what we really try to focus on at grounded. But I would really love to hear what Susan and Sally have to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is Susan. I'll I'll just add, um, and then I think Sally will have a great perspective being in events much longer. Kate and I had the opportunity just to sort of sit back and watch everything that transpired, starting, you know, with George Floyd and just a lot of sort of social uh things that went on. So when we Created the event, we and it was brand new. We got to create it exactly how we wanted it to. We weren't taking something that was already uh, an established event and trying to tweak it. So I think that is one of the best things about all the initiatives is that we created it to be exactly what we wanted it to be. And just to reiterate, we're not just saying everyone's welcome. We're saying we want you here. We made this for you and tell us if we're doing a good job or not and if not we want to we want to change it this is sally
2: um i kind of have two things that i think really kind of sets grounded apart from um other events of any size really um i think the first thing is that it's really easy, no matter how big your event is um, or who you are or where you are, it's really easy to get excited about the fast people and the pros coming. And I really, even before I knew Season AK, I really appreciated that like their event was for everyone. It wasn't just for like, come and get podium prizes. Um, and I, I really appreciated that because I am not a fast person. There is no hope for me to ever uh, make a podium unless like, I'm the third person in the category, and I also finish.
0: <laughs> um, Very so, relatable, Sally.
2: Yeah. Um, so I think it's really easy to get caught up in like the hype and uh, just get really excited about the fast people. And I think that Susan and Kate do a really, really good job of making sure that everyone is celebrated. And then on the other, the other thing is that um, this is an event that's run completely by women. And I think women—not to—not anything against men or or any other genders—but like I think women have a very specific intentionality when they are creating a space that they want everyone welcome. It's really easy to kind of forget women um, in a lot of spaces, and I think that Susan and Kate did a really beautiful job of making sure that everyone, no matter your gender, who you are, where you are, is welcome and and feels comfortable and feels like they are supposed to be there. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that they've created. And I'm very honored and humbled to be part of it.
0: Wow. You guys are doing some cool stuff. Um, (laughs) And I'm kind of going to give you a leading question now, because I I was looking on your website. I had the opportunity to go to the event last year and y'all are doing some like actually transformative things, um, with the event. So I'm just going to read from your website. Um, reading intersectional inclusion is woven into the way our event operates with three gender categories, equity-based cash prizes, land use taxes, and an advisory board. I would love to hear more about these initiatives. Um, what do they mean in practice? Who is the advisory board? Um, what is an equity-based podium? Um, just give me the details. This is so cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> this kind of lends into that idea of, we built this with you in mind, because the reality is is that everybody has the same level of access to a bike race or ride. Uh, there's very different barriers that exist. Everyone's experiences are different. Um, so when we look at that, when we looked at that as a whole, we really tried to keep it in mind when we were building the event. So uh, our external advisory board, we hire five people from across the industry. Um, And it's an incredibly diverse board that they advise us in everything from event operations to policy language to what are their lived experiences of being a a trans mask man on a bike um, and what that looks like and what sort of things as an event we can do that help facilitate a more like a safer and more welcoming space. Um, We hire them. (laughs) So they... They are paid to participate and contribute to our event and our community, uh, which is really important to us because like they are valuable uh, as not even as human beings, but their expertise and their experiences are really valuable. Our equity-based cash podiums, um, there's a huge pay gap disparity within professional cycling um, across the board. And so we wanted to kind of flip that script on its head. And so the, Men the men receive 20% less in cash podium prizes than the non-binary and win women winners on the podium. Um, what were the other two? Oh, the land tax usage is recognizing that we are riding on native lands and they are the original stewards of the lands that we are experiencing and connecting with. So we uh when able, when we have Enough profit to be able to extend to donations. We do pay. We do donate to a local indigenous um, environmental group in Nebraska. Um, and what was the other one? I uh, just it. the the different gender categories. Ah, yeah, the different gender categories. So we have a women's, men's, and a non-binary gender-expensive category, and we hold equal spots across all three of those categories because naturally there are more men within the industry and within the sport and hobby. So they are going to be the ones who will dominate the space like proportionally. So we hold equal spots to help facilitate a more uh equal representation across the board. Wow. Thank you. Um, that is, I think a lot of things that other events and
0: businesses could learn from um of just that st- So much thought has gone into this, um, and I think it really reflects back on the event as a whole. Um, So is there anything specific that you can share that you've learned from your advisory board?
3: Ooh, wow, so much. Um, (laughs) The conversation about choosing the language around the non-binary and gender expansive category, that was a very... um, not even intensive, but just an eye-opening experience about how important that language was to be able to allow people to show up in that space. Maybe they don't identify as non-binary or maybe they're trans, but they're not comfortable um, registering within the women's or men's category and they feel safer within the gender expansive category. So then we were trying to figure out, well, do we need to define what this category is to make sure that People who need this category are the ones who are using it. And it was this really long conversation that we kind of circled around with one of our board members, multiple board members, um, and landed upon, what did we land upon, Susan? Um, like, A just the gender expansion. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Let, trusting the community to respect the space that's getting held. Um,
1: and also we also reached out to Abby Robbins as well mm-hmm. as they were doing a lot of work in sort of getting that category into more events so um we just ask a lot of people because we don't feel like those are decisions that that we can make for other people
0: yeah mm-hmm. definitely and folks might recognize the name Abby Robbins uh they were on our podcast earlier i believe it was last season we're on season two now which is wild to think about um but we will definitely include a link to the show with abby um learned a ton from them during during that episode so highly recommend you go back and listen to that one um anything you want to add susan or sally about the advisory board
1: there's one thing that i will add that i know it was a surprise to me their input was just invaluable Mm -hmm. we that first year met a lot talked through a lot of things. one thing that I just didn't realize would happen is that these five people would then bring their communities to the event. Um, and maybe, maybe I should have figured that out, but that was like the <laughs> sort of the, for me, the best surprise of the advisory board, because we reached out to these people because of the communities that they represent and are involved in. But then when they brought those communities with them, that sort of fulfilled um, a lot of our tenants of what we wanted the event to be. So
0: very cool. What I would
1: add. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Um, that sounds incredible. And I love that you pay them. I think so oftentimes folks, marginalized folks or folks who have expertise because of their lived experience aren't paid and aren't compensated. Um, not speaking from experience at all. Uh <laughs> but I love that that you all are able to prioritize that into your budget to make it so. Um, mm-hmm. so thanks for doing that. Um, Okay, changing topics a little bit. Uh, You know, when I dig around on your Instagram, which is awesome, by the way, and um, your website, I see party pace all over the place. And um, if you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard why I am anti party pace. Um, To be clear, I'm not actually anti party pace. I'm anti using it as a description for the speed or the pace of a ride. Um, But tell me why you guys have embraced that term. And, you know, branded yourselves as the party pace world championships tell us tell me more
1: <laughs> well i think um that sort of the way we use party pace is that everybody gets to choose how they party like if a party for you is being at the front end you know racing for the win that's awesome if it's riding with a group of friends or trying to ride your longest distance like whatever is a party to you if it's stopping frequently to just you know take a break like whatever your part how you like to party like that's what we want and it kind of folds into um come as you are ride as you are um sort of you be you so um for us that's what party pace is like everybody chooses how they want to party
0: okay i can definitely get on board with that because that is also <laughs> how my i like to say party pace um so thank you for for clarifying that um anything else anybody wants to add on that sally yeah. what's your kind of party pace uh my party
2: pace is definitely lots of breaks taking pictures of things i see like flowers or i love looking for bones um i have them tattooed on my body um so but you have
0: tattoos of the bones you found on rides on your body yes she's showing us right now on a
2: ride but like this one i found on a course recon for mid-south uh course a couple years ago um so yeah, I, I love being able to be out and like enjoying nature. I think riding a bike, especially gravel riding, is a beautiful and fairly simple way to connect with nature because you are out in nature mm. um, and you're going to see things you don't normally see. So uh, I for party pace for me is smelling the roses and enjoying the scenery and like having a snack in the shade and picking some flowers, maybe just having
0: a good time. Living am, my best life. <laughs> I'm also on board with your party pace. Um and actually, you know what? Let's just go around the horn. Um, Kate, what's your party pace?
3: Ooh, so party pace for me, I will I will agree with you on like utilizing party pace as a descriptor of how fast we're gonna like a ride's gonna be. Like that's just not helpful. So I do, I do understand that perspective entirely. Um, but for grounded in party pace, for me, what it is is and especially kind of this year we rolled out the party pace world championship which for those of you who don't know what that is, we awarded the last rider across the finish line and called them the Party Pace World Champion. Um, Because I think that there's a lot, for me, I am not a fast rider. Like I have been the last person across the finish line so many times. (laughs) So celebrating the fact that they're still putting in a lot of work it's still a really hard day on the bike like they're still valid as a rider and everything that they're accomplishing is still important and needs to be celebrated because I can't tell you how many times the conversation I've had like oh I don't think I can do a gravel ride like that like I'm too slow or like I'm not fast enough or I don't have the right gear or whatever it is Um, so party pace is just kind of this reminder like no matter how you ride like you get it matters like it's a big deal that you got to the start line and you got across the finish line Um, so it does just kind of add into our ethos of show up as you are so we have the slogan another slogan of like ride race party pace like whatever it is come and hang out and ride your bike how you want that sounds like a fun tattoo ride race party pace that's a really great idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has a very
0: nice ring to it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it does.
0: A lot of alliteration. Yeah. And Susan, um, anything to add about your style of party pace? Anything you like to do specifically when you're out there?
1: No, right now I'm just happy if I get myself out there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. things have gotten a little too busy in my work life. So sometimes it's just a, a party pace is listening to a podcast and just riding along. Mm. Sometimes it's I need to get out a little bit of tension and I'm just going to Go a little bit harder than normal. Um, I think I go out with absolutely no expectations when I go to ride, which I think, like, then you're not ever disappointed. Like, it's just go out and do whatever feels right. Like, maybe I'll stop and sit on the bench, or maybe I... I'm trying to maintain a certain, mi- you know, mile per hour average. I just never know. I'm just happy when I
0: get out. <laughs> Is it bad that's how I approach life? Like no expectations, <laughs> and you can't be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. No, I think there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, Kate, you kind of um, started to go down this route um, for my next question, so I'm excited to hear more. Um, as folks are listening to this, you know, I think it's really going to resonate with our audience um for folks who are maybe looking for their first event or their first race or ride um you know if people are listening to this and saying wow i really want to do that where should they start ooh
3: that's the big question <laughs> um well first of all i wanted to make it very clear that uh if you have a bike and you're comfortable riding it on gravel you therefore have a gravel bike and you are a gravel cyclist um like, we don't play the gear game. So, like, that seems to always be, like, a mental barrier that exists. I think I had that conversation, like, three or four times at GritFest this weekend alone. Um, So, to get started, you know, we, like, where the three of us are available to talk to people and answer questions, our board is available to talk to people and answer questions. Sometimes it's, real like, that's really all you need is, like, you just, a website or social media is not quite answering the exact questions you have. Uh and just being able to get a hold of somebody goes a long ways. So if there's anybody out there that, that that's like their barrier, like don't hesitate. Like we're happy to connect with the community and talk to people. Um, but I would say, like, if you're getting into it, like start with a 25 mile. Like that's a really good, like dipping your toes into uh, you know, a more organized writing scenario. Like get out and start five miles at a time, then go five more and then go five more. And like, those winds are a big deal. Uh, so that's like true. If you're getting started, like that's what I would recommend.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Kate. Um, Sally or Susan, anything to add? I'll add a little bit about the 25.
1: Our 25 is probably half on a limestone trail, sort of a rails to trails, um, and then it just takes a loop off of that onto gravel but there also is an aid station halfway so um it's a really very accessible like first ride for someone because you are not immediately out on gravel cars you're on a, a you know a protected paved or protected limestone trail then a little bit of gravel but then you've got an aid station halfway to get snacks and you know refuel so um we love the amount of first-time riders uh, mm-hmm. for an, an actual event that we have. So mm-hmm. we encourage anyone. And like Kate said, if you've got any questions, like you're intimidated about something, just reach out to us.
2: Yeah. I would echo both of both of them. Like, yeah, if you have a bike that you are comfortable riding on gravel, like you're there. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, and yeah, if anybody has any questions about anything, like I feel like we're all fairly approachable people. So please don't be afraid or embarrassed or, you know, there's no such thing as a stupid question. So.
3: We know. probably had the same questions. Like <laughs> Absolutely. We
2: have all been there. We've all been like the last one across the finish line. We have all like dropped out of a ride. We've all really struggled. We've all bonked. Like we have all been there. So like if, <laughs> if you have any like concerns about how you think that you would be able to perform, like, no. It's yeah. just come and show up and have a good time, yeah. whatever that looks like.
3: Awesome, right. and, and we will. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kate. I will add. We do have a writer support program where we work to financially and, uh, like, to not just financially, but to support writers getting to our start line, um, if they're really looking to kind of take that next step in their cycling journey. Because we are, we also take them through like a couple of educational uh, aspects. So they get a training plan. We bring someone to talk to them about nutrition and hydration and how to calculate that for their own bodies and how that that works on the bike. Um, We have, you know, handling skills that we recommend for them to get comfortable on gravel. We bring in this last year, we brought in um, a couple of folks from the black Foxes, Jalen and Bailey to talk about mindfulness and like pre-race anxiety And then we also have an amazing on the ground support person, Dan Jennings from SRAM, who is just phenomenal, who makes sure that they're getting taken care of and their bikes are getting built up when they get here. And, um, you know, they're getting rides to and from the airport. So we do the best we can to make it as easy for you to get from where you are right now in your cycling journey to, um, to our start line. And so we do have a rider support program that'll be opening up here this fall. Awesome. For people to apply. So if people are kind of at that point where they're like, I want to start having a little bit more structure to my writing. Like I'm looking for that, that step to take. Like, how do I start going a little bit harder or taking these longer distances? Or how do I just finally make it to a start line because I've been too anxious to do so? Like whatever that is, um, we encourage people to apply. Awesome. And we will have a link to the Grounded
0: Nebraska website in the bio. Um and we will also we'll, we'll put it out on our instagram when the rider support program is available um uh, because again those are just barriers that are being removed um whether it's i don't want to say self imposed but like kind of knowledge based or financial or mm-hmm. um whatever it might be so really really appreciate you all doing that um so just a couple more questions and then we're going to wrap up um uh, but i want you all to you know put on your wizard hat and you're going to wave your magic wand um Yeah. Wizards have wands. Um, And so imagine you have all the funding you could ever want. You know, sponsors are just coming out of the woodwork. They're just throwing money at you. Um, What else, if anything, because you've already done a lot, would you bring to Grounded Nebraska?
2: Patty (laughs) Gonia. Patty, if you're listening to this, we want you here. I know that you're into gravel now. We've seen your Instagram. Please come and join us.
3: Injured. That was phenomenal. <laughs> I think there was
1: zero
0: Patty- hesitation. Sally yeah. has been waiting for that question.
2: I have been. I, I was looking at it and I was like, let me say
0: it. Um, Patty and I are on a DM basis, so I can like slide in there and be like, Patty. hey girl, I-, I got an idea <laughs> well, for you.
1: <laughs> Patty is from Lincoln, Nebraska, so I feel like yeah, so it's a natural like, fit. They should have to be here at some point. <laughs>
0: um okay that's a very powerful wand um (laughs) susan kate anything to add and if not that's okay Um,
1: i don't know that i have something to add about having a lot of money but i would uh like to add because we haven't touched on this we do have a pair category this year um that we Mm -hmm. didn't have uh the first two years so we definitely want to mention that um we'll hopefully work with anika wade a little bit maybe to get Uh, a group from, I can't remember what her new
0: program is called. Dirt Dirt bound. What's it? Dirt Dirt bound. Bound. Yeah. And we're actually going to have Annika on the show later this fall. So um, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we're
1: hoping to work with her to have a group come. So.
0: Very cool. Um, Kate, anything else? Well, so. (laughs) Bring it. You got all the money in the world. You can do anything you want. What would it, what would it be?
3: Oh. she is um, the ideas are endless. I think <laughs> what I would love is to see renditions of grounded across the country mm-hmm. because getting to Nebraska is not necessarily easy unless you're, you know we're kind of within the middle America area and a safe space for people to connect and be the authentic selves on bikes is necessary across the board so that would be like my dream scenario is that we have a grounded Tennessee or a grounded Montana like I don't know why these are the first states coming to mind <laughs> right now um but apparently they are that would be my dream um yeah I would really enjoy that
0: mm. That's s- such fun answers across the board. And I love just hearing what people dream about, you know, when some of our own constraints are are gone, like, where can we take this thing? <laughs> um, and so I guess uh, before we wrap up with our final two questions, I want to learn a little bit more about each of you. Um, mm-hmm. We teased a little bit in the intro, but you all are doing such incredible work with Ground in Nebraska. And for most of you, this is just a part-time thing. Um, so tell us, individually about what you're working on um it could be in the bike industry outside the bike industry um just how you spend your time um sally we'll start with you if that's okay oh man
2: um so i a lot of my time is taken up with other cycling events that i work with um for for instance this year in june i helped out with uh tulta tough crit races i uh operated their expo and um, organize their food trucks, and I'm actually going to be joining them on a full time basis next year after the new year uh, to help with like logistics and um, operations, fun stuff like that, like things that I really enjoy doing. Um, but I also am co director of the Truffle Shuffle with my good friend Claire Panisha. She um, had the wonderful brain fart to make the truffle shuffle happen uh it's (laughs) and i say brain fart because it is an irreverent anti-race uh if you're not familiar it's like a it's a one mile kind of dirt crit and it you have to go up this obscene hill um and claire does a really good job of making sure that minority groups have a space there um it's it's not about winning it's not about being fast It is kind of crit style, but um, we have random eliminations, which is just me, a couple drinks in with a whistle and (laughs) blowing it in your face and being like, you're out, I don't like your face. You're out, you're having too much fun. You're out, you look like you're really struggling. So I'm gonna give you a break. Um, And it's a lot of fun. It is uh, a great place to come together for everybody. Um, And Claire does a really good job of making sure that it is a welcoming space. I'm also working on uh, bringing back a cross race in Stillwater. It's called Gobble Cross, and I'm working with a few other people who know a lot more about cross racing than I do to bring it back. It used to be operated by the OSU Cycling Club, and now it's um, kind of just our own thing. They kind of relinquished ownership of it, and um, we had the idea to bring it back because they they didn't have it last year in 2022. We wanted to bring it back after. All of the the kerfuffle drama with uh, UCI and USAC and BWR and uh, and trans women not being allowed to be in the category that they want to be in and should be in, and so. Um, since a lot of cross races are sanctioned, we decided to bring this back as a space and make it unsanctioned so that anybody can participate. And it also really reduces like the barrier to entry because like you have to have a license or you have to buy a day license. Um, and there's the intimidation factor of like, oh, I'm riding with people who know what they're doing and I don't. So we wanted to make it more of a fun, exciting um, entry into like the cross scene for people, for anybody. And so, um, we've got, we've kind of grouped people into categories. So like, if you're like a cat one, two or three, you're just like in this group. And then we've got uh, a track lacrosse category. We've got a single (laughs) speed category. Uh, we've got a WTF, uh, NB, um, gender expansive category. So that's, again, like creating a space for whoever needs to be there. Um, and then also like, you can sign up for as many races as you want to. Anyway, there's my plug for (laughs) the race that I'm doing, but, um, Personally, I'm also just, like, trying really hard to make sure that I understand my space, my place in this space, because Mm -hmm. I am, like, a, I'm a cisgender, white, married woman who owns property. Like, I understand that I, like, come from a place of immense privilege, and so understanding and continuing to educate myself and listening to other people to learn how to be a better human and a better advocate is really important to me
0: um and other than that like <laughs> i like to read sometimes yeah and hang out with your cute dog and
2: yeah well, i've got a great puppy his name is neelix he's Aww. deaf
0: well thank uh, you for all the work you're doing um mm-hmm. we'll have links to tulsa stuff truffle shuffle and gobble cross and um this episode should come out next week um and registration correct me if i'm wrong sally registration for both tr- for truffle shuffle is still open for women and non-binary correct and gobblecross is registration open for that
2: yes it's open for everybody across the board Uh, it opened uh last week awesome and um we will have registration open until
0: day of so great which is november
2: 11th by the way
0: (laughs) and truffle shuffle is the is october
2: 29th
0: october 29th which is a sunday afternoon yep awesome well thanks sally um susan do you want to go next and just tell us what you're up to when you're not working on ground in nebraska
1: um i ended up uh owning the us distributorship for champion system which is custom cycling try and run apparel uh this was nothing that was on my 2023 bingo card um some things just happened and i got the opportunity so uh the first half of my 2023 has been consumed with starting this business trying to uh repair the business from some some damage that that happened and try to change the focus of the business a little bit to not be just for racing teams, but for groups, Um, just trying to sort of revisit a lot of things that had been done in the past and see if it could be done better. So um, I just was at our local NICA race yesterday handing out snacks, which felt amazing, Um, and Sometime soon, we'll be coming out with some All Bodies on Bikes kits um, that will help raise money for All Bodies on Bikes. Um, So a lot of that part has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll be doing some queer gravel kits soon. Um, So, uh, And also, we're sponsoring a truffle shuffle. So we're all intertwined quite a bit. As Marley mentioned, we're all really good friends, but we also try to help uh, each other out in a business way as well. So that's been the best part sort of 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 my non-grounded uh, activities is is connecting champion system with a lot of things that are important to me. Um, and uh, it's been a tough work-life balance and I'm not doing a great job yet, but that's kind of my focus. Sort of as things settle down into the fall is taking better care of myself because I know in the end that's gonna make everything, everything work out a little bit better. Um, I
0: don't know. I think that's about it. Awesome. Um, and I don't know if y'all paid attention to that, but Susan just dropped a bomb. Um, there are going to be custom all bodies on bikes kits available to the public coming out very very soon. Um, we got samples from a bunch of different brands, and we ended up going with Champsys because they have the most customizable options as far as length and size. And I feel really confident that their extended sizing. I think we're going up to what five X.
1: We basically start with children's sizes all the way through 5XL, and I just happened to discover that we could go that far. Um, Kate and I previously worked for a different iteration of Champion System, and everything said it went to 4XL, and I just happened to notice there was a button you could check that went to 5XL. So I was like, why aren't we doing that?
0: (laughs) Awesome. So yeah, I'm really excited for us to get our hands on them and then get them out to the world. Um, You can have your your eight year old in all bodies on kits. And you can have yourself. Um, so just really excited about that. So thanks for being a champion for people of all bodies, wanting to wear cool bike clothes. Thanks, Susan. Um, and over to you, Kate.
3: All right. Wow. You two are badasses. <laughs> I love this. Like, listen to that list of things that they do.
2: My God. You're okay. badass, too.
3: <laughs> um. Okay. So when I'm not doing Grounded, Uh, What I spend my time on is I'm the associate director for Bike Walk Nebraska, which is our statewide active transportation advocacy organization. So we work on infrastructure, policy and community outreach and education that's centered around pedestrian and cyclist and honestly vulnerable road user safety across the board, I should say. Um, so that kind of gets like my nerdy brain going on understanding like the transportation sector of cycling. Um, and then I keep my foot in the like recreational sector of cycling and trying to meld those two things together, uh, because we share a lot of the same problems. (laughs) Um, road safety is actually like the number one reason why women don't ride bikes. Uh, and our industry has poured Billions of dollars into women's specific design and pink kits and grant programs and things that are good things, not just the things that I'm a little salty about, but good things as well uh, to help facilitate development. And so like my brain kind of goes off on those things. So that's how I spend my daytime. Um, and then I also do a little bit of work in the professional cycling world with InstaFund La Prima, which is a women's UCI Uh, cycling team uh, based in like North America, like the Pacific Northwest Vancouver area is where they're at. And I met the owner and rider of that team through a previous job of mine um, when we were sponsoring their team. And she's just phenomenal. Like I love her view on professional cycling. Um, She's really focused on development and access for women in the professional cycling realm. Um, So getting to and sustainability and carbon neutrality within cycling. So I enjoy, again, kind of uh osmosis learning like that aspect of the cycling world and seeing how they can all integrate because it is like sally talked about it like it's a constant learning process like we're not i think one thing that always i want to make sure is very clear about grounded is like we're not we're not here to try to be right like we're not trying to like work some magic and this is the perfect formula and like this is how everybody should do it and we're doing it exactly right like there are still so many things that I know we all have on our list of I wish we could focus on doing this more I wish we could add this element into it or like this didn't quite execute right we're not reaching this demographic the way we thought we would how do we keep evolving Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now outside of Grounded Awesome.
0: Yeah. You all three are incredible badasses and it's such a joy and an honor to be your friends and a friend, multiple of me, I don't know, your friend (laughs) and professional (laughs) colleague in a lot of senses. Um, So just thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. Um, So as we close up, we ask all of our guests the same two questions um, and we'll kind of do this rapid fire. um, You know, just a couple quick sentences. What is your dream day outside? What does it look like? Sally.
2: Uh, first thing that comes to mind is like being able to lay in like a grassy field with lots of wildflowers and not get eaten alive by insects, uh, because they love me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. Or just like sitting in the woods all day mm. again, again, with the no insect situation. And gr- bugs are great. I just, they don't, they love me and I don't love them in the same way.
0: So Fair enough. That sounds lovely. Susan.
1: I would be some coffee somewhere, uh, in the morning preferably outside just uh sort of easing into the day and then either like a walk or a bike ride and then it would probably be like getting together with a bunch of friends at night and just hanging out a lot of chill things like yeah
0: (laughs) very cool
3: and Kate uh get me on a body of water like sunshine water that is like my happiest place Mm. Um, especially after like a hard ride or something, you know, you're really hot and like the thing that you do is you go and you swim in the water, but it doesn't have like a hard ride does not have to equate to a good day. Like I just (laughs) I want sunshine and water. It's my favorite thing outside.
0: Oh, that sounds lovely. It's still like 85 here in Arkansas, and I'm planning a ride for this afternoon. I'm like, maybe I should go to a swimming hole, actually. So Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Um, and then very last question. Um, what is something you wish you got to talk about more besides bikes? We talk about bikes all day long. It's our professional lives. It's our personal lives. What else gets your your juices flowing?
3: Let's go reverse. Kate. I'm sorry. I wish everyone could see everyone, our faces right now as we're trying to, to figure out what else to talk about when it comes besides bikes. It's hard. I like, think we're so in it. I'm just watching the three of us be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um let's see I I love reading I love to read so much like I if I I wish I had more time and space to like put down more reading like put down more books because like like pick up more books I should say yeah that's that I really enjoy in a wide spectrum of genres so I will talk to anybody about books books are my love language so like you got a good book recommendation send it my way um absolutely awesome Sally
2: Um, kind of to echo Kate on the reading thing, I'm looking at my stack of books that's behind my laptop right now that a friend just recently lent to me and I'm very excited to get into them. Um, I, I stopped reading like for pleasure for a really long time because I just, it was one of those things that I feel like I didn't have time for, but I've gotten back into it in the past year and it's really like improved my mental health. Mm -hmm. So yes, reading for pleasure, make it happen. Um, and then also I really enjoy gardening. So if uh, (laughs) I do enjoy talking about gardening, gardening and like tips and tricks and fun stuff like that, I do not pretend by any means to like, be good at it. But I do like planting something and then watching it grow out of the ground and then being able to enjoy the literal fruits of my labor.
0: Mm, Nice. And Susan?
1: I will also echo a little bit of the reading because that's kind of one of my things that I'm trying to do more of. I didn't read for a really long time. And I'm now at least like once a month getting at least one book in, which is huge for me. But also I was just trying to think, what do I think about? Or what what am I Googling all the time? I do. I love doing like home renovation projects. And I stopped doing that for a long time, just for time and money purposes. But now uh, we don't have any kids in our home. We don't have any kids that we're paying for college or anything anymore and, and have a little bit of disposable income to start doing uh, home projects, So that's been really nice for me. I get an incredible like sense of satisfaction for figuring something out, executing it and having it like actually look good at the
0: end. I can attest to that. Susan makes incredible costumes.
3: Yes. Very <laughs> thought out.
0: Whereas like, you know, if we were dressing up as baseball players, I would just go buy a baseball t-shirt. Susan, like what's it called? Cricket? Cry I don't know, like the fancy letters. I
1: call it cricket, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you designed and sewed a whole costume. And so, yeah, she's not lying when she says she likes to execute and make sure it looks good. Mm -hmm.
1: One of my favorite Halloween costumes that I ever made was for my son Conrad when he was probably eight or nine. He said he wanted to be McDonald's French fries. And (laughs) I made the most amazing costume ever. Like he, he was literally inside a you know i guess you call it like a carton of french fries that i made out of foam and like that's where i get like some of my biggest sense of satisfaction is figuring out and executing something like that that is incredible is there photographic evidence of that cuz i yeah, need to see it find of. <laughs> it okay every once in a while Facebook will pop up and be like, see this from 10 years ago. And I'm like, I will share that again because I am so proud of that.
0: Okay. Well, if you locate it, please send it to us and we will also share it. Um, This has been such an incredible wide ranging conversation. Um, Thank you all for your time. Thank you for your work. Um, If folks want to connect with you, um, we will obviously have the links in our bio, but not everybody reads those or knows how to find the link in the bio. Um, Where do they find you?
3: Uh, So for me, uh, Instagram is basically my phone, LinkedIn, and social media platform all wrapped up into one. So uh, find me on social, like on Instagram, Kate Dumas, C-A-I-T-D-U-M-A-S.
0: Wonderful. Um, And don't forget to shout out your individual or the truffle shuffle. Nope, not the truffle shuffle. Grounded <laughs> as well.
1: can shout out the show, and truffle chef and, and all, yeah. the, time and all the other
0: ones exactly. that we're all doing. But don't forget about your race too. So <laughs> right, all right. Yeah. Sally, how do folks find you?
2: um So they can shoot me an email, definitely Sally at groundedne uh, I'm also on Instagram Stillwater underscore cycles. Um, that's a pretty good way to get a hold of me too. Um, also, Truffle Chef and
0: Gobble on Instagram. Awesome. And Susan?
1: Um, as far as email, um, you can hit me up at Susan at GrannonNE.com. Uh, Instagram, which I actually am not spending a lot of time on right now, um, is Susan C. Cronin, kind of all smashed together. Um, but really, an email probably is the best now. I'm trying to stay off social media. So I just feel like it's better for my brain and happiness, but...
0: Yeah. Yes. And remember they all offered to answer questions for y'all if you have anybody about going any about going to grounded Nebraska. Um also check out Grounded Nebraska on Instagram. Is it at grounded dot Grounded.ne on Instagram and groundedne.com will give you mm-hmm. all the information you need. Registration is now open. Um I will be there. So come ride bikes with me. Um in it's in June, right? In Nebraska. June
3: June 29th.
0: 29th. Which is also pride weekend so if you're not the type to like go out to the bars and go downtown this is a really good alternative pride activity um and so i'm just gonna leave it there and thank Boston's you all are so encouraged. much Ooh, okay <laughs> um, so yeah thank you guys so much for joining um and keep doing all the good work you're doing for the cycling community
3: thanks marley thanks, thanks so marley. much marley